Hello and welcome back to The Pod Awakens, a Star Wars fan podcast. My name is Jordan Wiegand, and I have our other co-host here, uh, Logan Stump. Hello. I think my opening is different each time. Uh, (laughs) uh, This week, we have some rumors. We got two big rumors about the future of Star Wars, which we just covered last week. Um, and then we have, uh, we are focusing on Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, um, and just kind of breaking that game down, uh, and our thoughts on it and the story of it. So there's going to be story spoilers for Fallen Order if you haven't played. So you can listen to the beginning of this for all the rumors, and then you can cut off and, you know, if if you haven't played the game, you can stop listening. Or if you don't care about spoilers, uh, then you can go ahead and, you know, continue, uh, listening. Uh, I'm not going to be some sort of police officer that tells you, nope, you haven't played it, stop right here. You can do whatever you want. Uh, but just warning you so you don't leave comments saying, you just spoiled me on this. <laughs> um, so, uh, how are you, by the way? Uh, I, I'm fantastic. I think uh kind of shaking off that, that rust, getting back into school, but uh, talking to Talking to my students about Rise of Skywalker has destroyed my soul. Um, so they don't like but, it. Yeah, they don't like it. I, I don't. I think because honestly, the what they said it, <laughs> Yeah, that and they said that it reminded them of the old movies, which I think is a good testament to how I feel. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right. It was it's too much like the thing. old ones. It's never a bad. Like, thing. That's a good thing. The, the, the old ones are the better ones. So that that. That kind of gave me some spirit, but yeah, they really didn't like it, but I guess maybe the influence of the internet. And I think they're at that age where Star Wars is not cool. Um, you know, Star Wars is seen kind of as a geek thing, um, but... Yeah, everything is it was overshadowed by Marvel right now, I think. It, honestly, yeah, I think you're right, because every time I mention Black Panther, they do the Wakanda forever, or if I mention <laughs> anything about Thor, they're like, oh my gosh, have you seen Ragnarok? I'm like, yeah, I don't live under a rock, so... Right, you, you like rhyming. Um, yeah, exactly. You're just repeating words. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I was actually at Christmas, and I guess we've we've recorded since then. But I was at a family function on my wife's side, and they mm-hmm. asked what I thought of the movie, and I said, "Loved it. Loved it. Seen it twice." And they said it was awful. They hated it. Really? And I was like, "Really? I quite enjoyed it." And they said, "Well, maybe it wasn't awful, um, but they they didn't like." I don't know what they didn't like about it, to be honest. I think they said it went too fast for them. Really? Yeah, like the pacing, which I've heard before, but I really like that it just goes, 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 and doesn't stop, you know, Uh, for me. I mean, it makes it so rewatchable. Um, Yeah. Um, I'm looking at reviews, and Google users have 75% liked it. So, I mean, that's better than what I think Last Jedi stands currently, but... So there's two differences with the way that it works for, especially if you're looking at like Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Um, the reason why Rotten Tomatoes has now switched to a verified rating score is because a lot of people were review bombing Last mm-hmm. Jedi. Uh, Captain Marvel got review bombed as well by people that hadn't even seen the movie. Right. Uh, so that's why they switched to this. Um, I still think Last Jedi would have been a lower rating score audience wise uh-huh. um but i don't think it's as low as it looks on rotten tomatoes 
Yeah, because um, audience score from conversation Rise. I've seen. Yeah, yeah, because audience score for Rise is still on at eighty six percent. Yeah, eighty six. Eighty eight thousand so verified reviews. Right. Uh, if you switch to non verified reviews, mm-hmm. it's a seventy eight percent. But that's right. that's uh, that's not bad, and that's an additional hundred. Uh, that's an additional eighty some thousand reviews mm-hmm. there. Um, so the average rating is a four point three one for verified. Uh, viewers and a 3.99 for all audience. Um, so ones that have not been verified. I rated this a four or five out of stars. Okay. Four out of five or five out of five. I, I don't know what I rated. I think I did mm. four out of five. Um, yeah, so I guess we'll get into uh, everybody's really lucky that we're recording today because there was a huge rumor that just dropped today before we started recording. Um, so we'll, we'll cover that. So that'll be kind of relevant. Uh, but, uh, first we're going to cover the, the, the rumors that kind of took the storm earlier this week about, uh, the project luminous, uh, which was announced in, um, before we started doing this podcast, um, back in October or November. Um, but it's the new project that the Marvel writers and a few of the, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, the Star Wars writers and uh, like novel writers and mm-hmm. uh, uh, comic writers and stuff are all working on together to kind of create this new project. There's nothing known about it. Um, oh, it was announced during Celebration. It was announced that Claudia Gray, who's written a few novels, Justina mm-hmm. Ireland, Daniel Jose Alder, Kevin Scott, and Charles Soule, who's a comic writer, uh, are working on a joint project, uh, which was named Project Luminous. Um, We don't know when we're going to get more of this information, but uh, what they said is that it is a, this is a rumor from Zero.HU. This is, Zero is a hut from Clone Wars, uh, so that's why it's .hu for Hut. Mm. Um, so their informant said that the new connected multi-platform story will be set between 300 to 400 years before the Skywalker saga. The plot would involve a group of Jedi setting out to explore the then-unknown regions of the galaxy. Uh, according to their informant, the Jedi would get involved in numerous adventures and conflicts with three different types of enemies, the darkest being the ancient evils, Sith gods of some sort. As far as they know, these stories would be separate but also connected, similar to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which we had suggested last time we recorded. Uh, The more one would see, the more it could be enjoyed, with different plots culminating in a style of Avengers movies. The main Jedi characters would also have different strengths and powers similar to superheroes. Uh, It's said originally to be launched in 2020, this whole project, uh, but their informant said the first product will be a video game in 2021, but could provide no information about its content or its developers. Uh, before we cover any of that, it, well, originally it was said to be set in the, uh, the rumor was called the Higher Republic or the High Republic. 
Mm-hmm. So here's something that's interesting. This new comic book that uh, it's called The Rise of Kylo Ren. It's a short four-issue series written by Charles Soule. Uh, it features Luke, Ben, and Lor Santeca. He's from the beginning of uh, Force Awakens. He gives the thing to Poe. Uh, visiting what Lore refers to as a High Republic-era Jedi outpost. So in the comic, he says, it's probably High Republic-era. Era, you know. Mm-hmm. It was a time of greatly expanded Jedi activity throughout the galaxy. So I feel like they're setting it up here in this Rise of the Kylo Ren book here. And right. at... Um, it, this that issue came out like right after this project luminous rumor about it all being about the high republic so i think there's some merit there i think this is legit yeah i mean as far as like reading like i was reading some of the stuff too and i'm reading some of it now as you're talking um like the fact is is that i think they're they finally realized the generational uh bringing up of like basically this generation that's coming up with new star wars um Getting them back and interested in it, I think this is this will play right into their hands. If it if it comes true that the, the it's just a video game is going to lead into the new series. So yeah, it said well, like, it said the first product of the Project Luminous would be a video game in 2021, which would be amazing because uh, I think there were talks about EA doing it. And well, um, EA has the exclusive right, so it would right. be somebody at EA, but we don't know which one of their uh, their branches. You know, like Respawn did Fallen right. Order. Uh, Dice does Battlefront. We don't know who would be heading this one up. That would be really interesting, though, because I mean, because there's there's all sorts of things that I, I was like looking at uh, images and stuff and concept art and different things that like had come out about the High Republic and stuff and what the ideas of the High Republic would be. Um, but I mean, like coming from where all the Jedi are coming from and you know the forces that work throughout the galaxy, uh, getting a better understanding of what forces are out there. Yeah, I mean, one of my, I guess one of the things that people are kind of complaining about that I've seen about this rumor is that it says the main Jedi characters would also have different strengths and powers similar to superheroes. Yeah. Uh, What I take this as is kind of like in the game we're about to cover here, uh, Fallen Order, how Mm. Cal has the ability to force Echo, right? He can feel and sense the previous events by holding on to the object. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's going to be more stuff like that. I think, obviously, everybody will still be able to use the Force. They'll still be able to Force push and all that. But I think you might see more odd stuff like that that gives them some sort of unique uh, differences between the different um, characters. So that way you do get something different each time and not just, oh, just another Jedi story, you know, type yeah. of thing. So and you I think... think that... <clears throat> Sorry, like go ahead. The, like, like, like Fallen Order, like Cal has... Do you think that that Force Echo is that it's the same thing that Ray has, right? I mean, as far as when she Ray holds Luke's lightsaber, close to it when the yeah when yeah. the lightsaber holds, I feel and like she it's can something. hear her screaming. Yeah. See now she that hears, would be fascinating. Like if and if she JJ sees parts had, of the fights of Bespin, uh, right? From yeah. Empire. Yeah. Right. And, and if, could you imagine if JJ was smart enough? Which he probably. I mean, if that's the game plan, like you and I have said all along, that I think Star Wars. Not identical to Marvel, but they need some kind of game plan where they're going to map out what is the right. future so that way they know which way to tackle it. Could you imagine if this was that small planted seed of, you know, being able to hear that uh, that echo and then maybe you get something along the lines of like 
Finn or something later on that you you realize that the echo is a common thing amongst the newer or some kind of power that the Jedi were unaware of until this point. And I th- and I always felt like when I was playing Fallen Order, I was like, this is like there's some stuff in here that is so well written. I wonder how much they knew going into the game uh, about the future of what's going to happen um, as far as like force echo and stuff, because I think that would be pretty interesting to include. Yeah. Here's something that's interesting about it. I think too, is that um, I think it is smart to do it MCU style, not just because of, you know, that's popular, but due to the fact that it's also, um, uh, I think they realize the pitfalls of the sequel trilogy in the sense of we just now really feel super invested about these characters and it's over. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like, we're all asking for more Poe, Ray and Finn and yeah. we're not going to get it anytime soon, which is right. unfortunate. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why they're like, let's not be bound by a trilogy. Let's like we said before last week, if Bob, you know, is a popular character, we'll put him in more movies. Uh-huh. If Joe wasn't that popular, we're going to not focus so much on Joe. You know, like we're going to focus more on Bob, uh-huh. uh, which is kind of like uh, what you see out of the uh, MCU. Um, you know, Ant-Man doesn't appear as much as Iron Man because Iron Man's more popular. Um, so I, I think it's that kind of merit there. What's interesting is that uh, Yoda is 900 years old. Mm-hmm. And this takes place 300 to 400 years before the Phantom Menace. Right. So could we see a younger Yoda as a character? I think this is why I kind of wanted them to do a thousand years before the Phantom Menace. is So that way we can kind of detach ourselves from some of these characters that we see Mm -hmm. all the time. But... I wouldn't lie. I'd be kind of, and Maz Kanata was a thousand years old. I wouldn't be yeah, that. I, was say. I wouldn't be that upset if we get maybe some uh, some Maz and Yoda in this as side characters. I don't want right. to focus on, but I mean, Yoda's probably not on the council at this time. It'd be kind of cool just to see him, you know, on adventures as a side character or something. Yeah, teenage Yoda at college. Yeah. <laughs> Hungover I am. yeah right Right. sleeping in yoda so or or maybe even like adolescence yoda because we already have baby yoda why not shoot for the adolescence yeah like the smaller team like beer me or beer me not (laughs) but no like you're right i think it's perfect because i think just like I, i mean i guess like dumbledore honestly i mean you could go back in enough time and you could kind of disassociate the the original trilogy guys from the story itself, because Yoda is in fact that old. So you could bring Yoda in and still have those nostalgic fans that find him to be, you know, the Yoda that he was very interesting and in how it right. connects to the original. It could backfire as well. I mean, like what we saw with, um, you haven't seen crimes of Grindelwald, correct? Or any of the fantastic beasts. I've seen the the first fantastic beast. Okay. We haven't watched the so next crimes one. of Grindelwald does have, a young Dumbledore in there uh-huh. uh, played by Jude Law. He's fantastic in it. But I think uh, with some of the stuff they tried doing in that, a lot of fans were like, eh, you know, like the first movie was so re- removed from it yeah, uh, that it kind of created its own thing. And then like the second one kind of leaned more heavily on the, the seeing the past of the characters that we already know. 
but uh, for me, it worked. For some people, it didn't. So I mean, it's it's probably going to be: Do they want to put Yoda in there, or will could they could they conceivably, let's say he's not on the council, just never run into him? Probably, mm-hmm. right? If they're out in the unknown regions exploring, then yeah, maybe they don't run into Yoda. But uh, there's opportunity to put him in if they if they want to, and that would kind of give it that MCU style of oh, here's a character that you know. Uh, and then kind of, you know, dropping out and back in every so often yeah. with, with stuff. But I, I would feel they would want something brand new and not focus on Yoda. Um, right. So I, I think that's why it'd be safer to put it further out than 300 or 400 mm-hmm. years, because then you don't have people questioning, where's Yoda? Because it's going to happen. Gonna ha- yeah. It's the same way that once an Iron Man three came out, people are like, "Well, where was Thor to help him out?" Mm-hmm. You know, it, that's where people would be like, "Well, where's Yoda? What's he doing?" That's so important that he's not helping out Joe and Bob on this, you know? Right. And that's what I like about Cap's uh, storyline, as far as Marvel's concerned. I, I I do feel like he's got two lives. Like I feel like he's got he's yeah. got you know the current, and then he's got the past, and he's living in both, um, which is really interesting. And, and same thing with Yoda. I mean. He's obviously had something before, even if it's just a mention of a Yoda, um, like have you, you know, because there's always mention of like, like Ben when he's a hermit, like, oh, there's this mention of this, this person out there that is one with the force and stuff. And he's kind of like this mythical being, um, which I think could be interesting, you know, kind of like baby Yoda is now. I mean, they look at him like something they've never seen before. So, right. It's interesting to me. Uh, so our other rumor, this is the one that just broke today. Um, <laughs> I'm for it, by the way. I'm for this one. A lot of people are going to be upset. Yeah. It's from Making Star Wars, which has a, let's say, pretty good record, but they've been wrong on some stuff. Jar Jar Binks to return in Star Wars Kenobi with a beard. <laughs> Have you yeah. seen the photos that they've mapped up? Have no, I haven't. I haven't. Oh seen. man, do yourself a favor and Google it. <laughs> uh, so this is what making Star Wars is saying. Uh, one uh detail that they're excited about is the return of the classic George Lucas created character, that being uh uh Jar Jar Binks. Uh, early work has been conducted for the CGI Gungans return to Star Wars. Jar Jar has a beard to reflect where he's been and what his life has been like since they were all deceived by a great lie that ushered in the first galactic empire. Kobani, uh, Kenobi, sorry, Kobani, Kenobi will not be the only bearded character this time. Uh, the series hasn't filmed yet, so they're said they're treating this as a rumor, but they believe it to be accurate. Uh, there's a, there's to, they're told there's a sequence where the bearded Jar Jar Binks and Obi-Wan talk about the past. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see. It uh, isn't confirmed if Ahmed Best is returning as Jar Jar. I would assume he is because he's, yeah, um, he's doing the new uh, Star Wars game show that's going to be on Disney Plus yeah. uh, for kids. Um, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, the last canon appearance of... Jar Jar was in the Aftermath book series after Return of the Jedi. He is a clown for orphaned Naboo children. It's very depressing, too, to read that, to be honest. Jeez, uh, so he really fell from the earth. Yeah, he really he did. Fell from order being 66 a, gone. He was a uh, 
<laughs> what a senator uh, and falls down into a clown for Naboo children. Oh man! I think that was just because I think Chuck Wendig didn't like Jar Jar, which I, I I get that people don't like him, but I think that's kind of disrespectful to just make him a clown after all this time. Especially from what power he had and how much people liked him, as far as like on the movie, like I mean everybody yeah. respected Jar Jar. And people my age and your age, uh, your age they may not like him still. Uh, you're we, young. We tend to like him a little bit. Like we do. I, I, we like him yeah. more than the other people. Do. We do. Yeah. I. I I, I'm not somebody like hates him. Like I know some people that hate him. Like yeah, he's yeah. the reason why they stopped watching those trilogies, um, or that trilogy because of him. But I mean, I remember when I was little, I loved him. Like I, I had an action. Yeah, exactly. Kids love yeah. him. Yeah, I liked him as I was little. I do think I do kind of find him annoying somewhat as I gotten older. But uh, I think it's just because of he's just. It seems like he messes all sorts of stuff up for them, but. I don't know, and he's very like shady, the way that he kind of just—I don't know. It's it's kind of a weird plot line for him. There was another rumor too that I just wanted to cover real quick. I'm not going to go through all of it. You can find it online, but there's a rumor that the uh, follow-up sequel series to Star Wars Rebels will premiere on Disney Plus later this year. Uh, don't know. I mean, they haven't announced anything, but there's been shows like Star Wars Resistance, which premiered. I think two years ago uh that got announced literally uh, only a few months before it premiered so it could possible be possible uh mm. that it that that's the case um so uh th- there's plot details online that kind of match up with stuff in the books and everything so it's either a very well educated person making stuff up or it's legit and uh, i'm leaning more towards uh legitimate um and yeah, that's pretty much all of our rumors and stuff. So we're about to get started on Fallen Order. Um, and we're going to also talk about, you know, some cool nods to other parts of the, um, uh, you know, like little references and stuff to this stuff. But th- this game takes place between Revenge of the Sith and um, before A New Hope and Rogue One and Rebels. It takes place all before that. Uh, it's five years after Order 66. Uh, we follow the character of Cal Kestis, played by Cameron Monaghan. You might know him from TV shows like Shameless or Gotham. Uh, and he is on the planet Braca, where he works as a scrapper, salvaging ships from the Clone Wars. Uh, he saves, you know, uses the Force to save his friend Prof from falling to his death. And uh, an Imperial probe droid was recording this and passes on the information to the Empire. So the Empire sends two Inquisitors, known as the Second Sister and the Ninth Sister, to pursue Cal. Uh, After they kill Prowf, Cal makes his escape and briefly fights the Second Sister before being rescued by former Jedi Knight Seer Junda and her partner pilot Grease Dritus and their ship, the Stinger Mantis. So, Bracca, what's your thoughts on Bracca and the opening of this, uh, the opening of the game here? So, um, uh, there, there's a couple things that came to mind when I was thinking about it. Uh, I mean, first of all, it it kind of gives you that feeling of like it's just everything's falling to pieces because they, I mean, they're in this, they're picking up scrap, and right. I do feel like it, it's perfect for that fall of, uh, you know of this and, and kind of that up of the 
you know, the empire being what it's going to become um, and just everything falling apart for the Jedi. It kind of makes you feel like he's the only one too. like, it, I don't know, like the, just kind of like the way it plays out. You feel like he really is just out there by himself now. Um, kind of like you do when you, when you meet Luke and Kenobi is it's kind of like that feeling of man, like the stuff's really not good right now. Um, and, and, and you just get that feeling right away when he's climbing through the, the different parts and pieces and uh, climbing up through the different areas. Uh, the one thing that I did like, though, like I, I just like everything. You know how in the game there's a lot of those parts where you're just kind of like, like things are falling or thing and you're just kind of seeing visibly yeah, things yeah. fall and stuff. That just like blows my mind at how well detailed they are and like the star or like the destroyers going over and different aspects of like the big ships coming over and and this kid just basically trying to avoid any recognition from anybody um it's i i like the first one because it just kind of gives you a good opening and plus i really like the prof um, I, I like that character and what kind of what happens towards the end of that that world or that part of the planet right yeah and i feel like uh it's a good opening to the uh to the game here but it really doesn't feel like it starts kicking off until we meet seer and grease right uh grease is one of my favorite characters in the in the game did you feel like when you were on the track i felt like i was playing red dead <laughs> i don't know why i was like because i guess when you're you're you climb on top and then you jump down and then you climb back on top and you jump down on which one? Uh, oh, when you're going through the debris the, like, like the debris yeah like when you're jumping down the stormtroopers are there with you and you're on that ship Oh, I felt like, a lot like uh, this game really reminds me of the Uncharted series. Which, yeah. Uh, also, by the way, that is for free if you're PlayStation Plus. It just so you might want to if you haven't downloaded it, uh, download those <laughs> for free. It's the first three games. Um, very, very familiar feeling, like especially when we get to the next uh, few planets, like Zepho, and you're um, exploring tombs and like the. Mm-hmm temples or whatever uh those are it really feels like uncharted in those uh same thing with this kind of bit when i kind of got like a kind of like a this like kind of like a prologue that kind of introduces you to the way to play the game yeah um but what i also liked about this game is that every so often you'd get more force powers that would you know flash back to the uh his training as a as a youngling Mm-hmm. and um and which were uh, really well written yeah yeah and what you would do is then you would like you know uh we kind of see him force pull his lightsaber to himself mm-hmm. on one of these first really i think that's kind of early on um and uh he uh you know and then he uses that he remembers that in order to pull it to him again right uh in these situations um so we jump on the Mantis. I really like the ship. I think it's a good design. It's cool, it's a, yeah. A good name. I really like it. I like that they let us customize it. Uh, yeah. Use some different colors. Yeah. Uh, uh, but then Seer takes Cal to the planet Bogano. And this is kind of where the story kind of kicks off. And uh, I think my favorite character of the game gets introduced at this point. But it's a small <laughs> droid named BD-1. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And... BD-1 shows him a message of a former Jedi Master named uh, Eno or Eno Cordova. And it's a vault was built by the ancient civilization called the Zepho. 
and a Jedi holocron containing a list of Force-sensitive children has been hidden inside by Cordova. Uh, Seer believes the list could be, you know, could help them rebuild the Jedi Order, but the only way to access the vault is to follow Cordova's path. Cal heads to the Zepho homeworld and explores an ancient temple, and there he finds a clue pointing to Cordova's friend, the Wookiee chieftain Tarful, on the planet of Kashyyyk. Tarful is, you know, one of Yoda's uh, friends in the um, Revenge of the Sith. He's the mm-hmm. one that, you know, he says goodbye to Tarful and he says yeah. goodbye to Chewbacca when he's getting in. So this is another yeah. good tie-in to the to the series. But also, uh, Zepho sucks. I, this is my <laughs> least favorite planet of the game. It really <laughs> They have the worst creatures. They have the rats. Yeah. They have... They have these uh, big blue guys. They got the uh, ooh, what, the, the ram type things. Those things uh, made me so mad. I was like, yeah. oh, finally I can attack it. But then it attacked me again. I was like, why? Why does it keep attacking me? And on top <laughs> of that, really? they have stormtroopers. So you're yes. you're fighting everything on that planet. Yes. That just and you have to go there twice. That and, and trying to find out where to go to is annoying. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It was kind of a mess of a planet. Yeah. Uh, but good thing is we don't have ever have to go back to Zepho again after yeah. after we're done playing this game uh so the ancient temple parts are cool i think that's fine it's it's the above world with like i said the rats and the uh mm-hmm. the rams and stuff that really kind of get on my uh nerves uh but we go to Kashyyyk after that and this is where it was your favorite planet correct i love Kashyyyk Kashyyyk is awesome. He hijacks an Imperial AT-AT or AT-AT, depending on what generation you're in, and heads towards the forest <laughs> on the way. Uh, and, and on the way, he encounters the notorious insurgent Saw Gerrera uh, from Rebels, Rogue One, Clone Wars, uh, you know, whatever you really want to know him from. Uh, he teams up, Cal teams up with the Rebels to defeat the Imperial forces and free their Wookiee slaves. They can't find Tarful, so he returns to Zepho to find more clues. And that is when he is then ambushed by the second sister, who reveals herself to be Seer's former Padawan, Trilla Siduri. Uh, she was captured by the Empire after Seer revealed her whereabouts under torture. And before he departs, uh, Trilla warns Cal of Seer's inevitable betrayal. Uh, I think this is my least favorite part of the game. Not not the fighter uh, Trilla or anything, but the fact that I feel like this happens in every Star Wars property when somebody turns to the dark side, they always blame the light side person, and then they yeah. say, they'll do the same thing to you too. Yeah. And Seer never does. So no. uh, I, I feel like, and you know what? I'm very happy Cal doesn't buy into it all that much. Uh, I was about to get really upset if they made this a huge thing but they kind of just w- walk around it in the story mm. they don't focus too much time on it because he's always out discovering new stuff uh so you don't get too much of a you know of it uh i don't know i i, I just think that's my least favorite part of, of probably all of star wars because i feel like it is the it's the one part of the dark side i don't get that in the sense of you that what they try it on you yeah no i well i mean what i don't get about it is just the fact that 
Okay, so to recap, she's she's taking care of these younglings because Seer has to lead these the bad guys away. Right. Right. And you know, obviously under torture, anybody can, will kind of break. A lot of people will break. You know, because they're torturing you. Mm-hmm. You're gonna break sometimes. Uh, and it's like I, I don't get it. So. I guess they then try to they try to say to Trilla like, "Hey, your your master betrayed you. Join us." You just saw the Empire kill ten thousand Jedi, and you're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, the one Jedi that gave me up because she was being tortured is the bad guy, and I'm gonna join the bad guys now." It makes no sense to me in that sense, and it's the same thing with Anakin when he's like. You know, he knows that Palpatine is the Sith Lord, and then as soon as Mace Windu is like, look, he reasonably cannot stand trial because he is the Senate. I'm going to kill him. And Anakin's like, no! Chops off his arm and then immediately is like, I bow to you, my master. Like, mm-hmm. what? Uh, yeah. I feel like Trilla's path is the same thing. Because she knows she was hiding from the Empire. They killed mm-hmm. all these Jedi. How on earth is the person that was trying to protect you but only broke because she was being tortured by the bad guys yeah. now the bad guy? You yeah. know, that's one part that doesn't really track for me. It sounds like the, the ninth sister is also a former Jedi, uh, which, again, doesn't track for me. I, I feel like for these people to easily switch sides like this, there had to be something deeper wrong wrong with them before it happened. Like, they must right. have flirted with it beforehand. And, you know, they talk about how Seer kind of flirts with the dark side occasionally. Uh, And, you know, Cal kind of talks her out of skipping ahead. You know, like, she was trying to kill Darth Vader, but couldn't because she's not strong enough. But she was trying to. And uh, he's trying to tell her, like, no. I'm like, killing one bad guy is not enough to take you to the dark side. If it was Darth Maul, Obi-Wan parentheses or quotes uh air quotes killing darth maul would have um would have turned him to the dark side you know so obviously you can defeat a sith lord without turning to the dark side uh because you got to think of it in the rationale of the and this is why the jedi order shouldn't be restored by the way they think of everything as like uh you know like they don't think of it as like we would in the sense of well, that guy killed millions of people or trillions of people. We're going to... Yeah. Darth Vader blew up a planet. You know, like, <laughs> I mean, it's okay to kill him. <laughs> and Kylo blew up, like, 30 of them. <laughs> right. So, like... Right, yeah. Kylo, uh, <laughs> he just destroys lot. the whole world. So, the whole and Star Wars galaxy. people want him to live happily ever after. Yeah. He'd be right. prosecuted for war crimes. Are you kidding me? Uh, yeah, but he shrugged his shoulders, so, yeah. honestly... I, there he you go. He's fine. Him. Yeah. He's fine. <laughs> Uh, I'd like to take a gif of that where it's like, you know, you know, Ben, you, you killed all these people and it's just him shrugging. Like, yeah. Like, oh, oh well. <laughs> like Anakin killing him and telling yeah, him the yeah, story. Yeah. This is the story of how I became Darth Vader. And, and then <laughs> Kylo going, oh yeah, well I killed all these people. And it's his shrug. Like <laughs> not impressed. <laughs> right. Uh, so yeah, she warns of her betrayal, which never happens. Uh, Cal learns that he needs to find his Defo 
fact called the Astrium to unlock the vault. Uh, he gets captured by a uh, bounty hunter and forced to fight in an arena called, uh, owned by Sork Tormo, who is the worst character in the game. Worst part of the game. Hate this part of the game. He's so- just the worst character, too. He's like almost like trying to be like... I feel like it tries to be like Ragnarok here yeah. with Jeff Bloom's character. Yeah. Like, it seems like he's as like animated as that. Yeah. Like, very over the top. But it doesn't work in Star Wars, I don't think. No. Um, because we don't even know who Sork Tormo is. And he says, well, I'm Sork Tormo. Like, we're supposed to know who he is. Um, <laughs> and then uh, he's Cal's rescued. Uh, it's kind of like the middle part of the game here. And now they go meet Tarful. Uh, and you have to go through all this bullcrap in Kashyyyk to get there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, which I, re- I really didn't like the second visit to Kashyyyk. Because I feel like there was just a lot. Of, the spiders are awful. Yeah. Uh, I this is kind of where I was like, I just want to beat the game. I'm not really digging Kashyyyk there. Um, he's attacked by the ninth sister, uh, and you have to face the ninth sister. You kill her, bam, done. And then you have to go to Dathomir, uh, which is the home planet of Darth Maul and the Night Sisters, and you get stopped by Night Sister Marin who blames the Jedi for the massacre massacre of her people during the Clone Wars, and she brings up all her old dead people and have them um, uh, fight you. And you get to... flashbacks of, you know, your former master, Jaro uh, Tapal, uh, during Order 66. Uh, this part was really cool, because mm-hmm. I'd accidentally read... Here I am again. Accidentally got spoiled that <laughs> that Order sixty six uh, flashback was here at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm kind of glad I was spoiled on it because I kind of enjoyed and, and and spoke with every clone trooper I could because I was like, as soon as I saw the clone troopers and you're about to go to training, I was like, okay, here it is. This is it. This is this is Order sixty six, and uh, they're about to turn on you type of thing mm. and it was just cool how he kind of had like this rapport with some of these clones and uh you know then you get into the room and you have to do all these you know this is where you learn to double jump i think yeah um and then you get up to your master and that's when the clones uh turn on you and you have to you have to try you know getting out yeah there's good parallels here with with later when they go to uh, the place of the Inquisitors. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's a part in this scene where Cal gets to a window where he can see his master kind of like just owning all these clones. Mm-hmm. And he has to get through this other door. And there's a part when you get to the Inquisitor place the same thing happens. You get to this big window and you see Seer uh, fighting off all these like stormtroopers, and yeah. then you have to get to the door. so it was kind of like some cool parallels of this time it went right, you right. know, type of thing. Like kind of like rhyming and poetry rhyming, as the yeah. George Lucas meme is. Um, so on Dathomir, there's hints that this stranded 
stranger is somebody special, I guess, because you can force Echo some stuff and hear about his plane crashing or his ship crashing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you talk to him and it just says, like, stranger or something, right? Yeah. Um, but he is a former Jedi as well, Terran Malikos. Uh, and he's, uh, I guess, somehow got the power of the Night Sisters or whatever. Uh, but at this time, he's warning you, and he helps get you out of Dathomir before, so you can go to Elam and get your lightsaber fixed. Uh, so you go to Elam, which <clears throat> this game kind of confirms as being Star Killer Base, which is really cool. <laughs> Uh, there's the big trench in it, which is the, uh, the empire from the empire mining for the Kyber crystals. Mm -hmm. Uh, so then you go rebuild your lightsaber. This is the best part of the game for me. I really like that. There's no, there's like no enemies at this point. This is the best part. You just wander around and look at all the Uh, stuff. Yeah. And then you get to choose your lightsaber color and, uh, rebuild your lightsaber. And then you go back to Dathomir Get the Astrium, but you have to face Terran Malakos, and Night Sister Marin joins your side, um, which is cool, and she joins the crew, yeah. uh, which I really liked Marin. She was really cool. Um, so then they return to Bogano, where they use the Astrium to unlock the vault. Trilla comes and steals the Holocron, and then they have to go to the place, uh, the planet Nur, which is where. Uh, what is that place called? Uh, Fortress Inquisitoris uh, to get it back. And that's where, you know, you and Seer go and um, face Darth Vader. Uh, And Darth Vader kills Trilla for her failure. And you can't defeat Darth Vader, but you barely escape. And then Cal destroys the Holocron because I think part of this is where he comes from uh, during that part on Bogano when he gets the uh, holocron he sees the future almost I feel mm-hmm. like where they're like Master Kestis and blah yeah. blah blah and the Empire still finds them and kills that's them all great and he scene. becomes an Inquisitor yeah. right? That's a great scene like just the way yeah. that it's like the visuals and like when you're walking and it's like you look to your left and it's like they show up and it's all yeah, of a sudden yeah. the future pop up. I was like, that's such a cool scene to show the, the you know, what's going to happen to them and how it kind of builds into the story that we all know. Right. So. And then he decides to destroy it because I think because of that reason, he knows mm-hmm. that if he brings the order together, they will still be found yeah. by the Inquisitors and Darth Vader. And he decides not going to do it. And, he says, like, let's trust in the Force that these kids will be okay if, mm-hmm. you know, on their own and find the way they're themselves, uh, which I thought was, was good. Um, it, but it kind of feels like you just did everything for nothing. Yeah. yeah it's like, Dude. <laughs> but the good thing is uh, it's not in the hands of the Empire. So. Right. And you know what it felt like, honestly? It, it kind of felt like when they go to take Thanos's Infinity Gauntlet and there's no stones there anymore. And you're like, yeah, yeah. You're Dude. like, what was what <laughs> <laughs> it does kind of feel like that. Uh, so that's the story of it. And we're going to kind of get into some gameplay stuff here. But I played on the second lowest difficulty. And once I got to the ninth sister, I lowered it to easy and just blew through it the rest yep. of the day. Yep. I was like, 
I'm not wasting any more time on this game. I'm just going to get it done with. I'm enjoying the story, but there was some frustration with some of the difficulty yeah. that I just wanted to run run through the rest of the game. Um, yeah, I would say unless you have unless you unless play video games all the time, like <laughs> I, unless you play video games all the time, like I'm not kidding. I I there were at least three or four times, and that stupid put me in there with Jeff Goldblum's character kind of guy. Uh, <laughs> that took. I Jordan, I played that for I'm not kidding two hours and did not beat it on that level. That I, I was gave on. it two tries before I lowered that to easy. <laughs> <laughs> I was so mad. You do not. Help. I'm not doing this all night. I'm gonna lower it to easy and just get it done. Yeah. No. You have no idea how mad I almost got to the point where I almost threw my controller. I was getting so mad because then those little things like those little worm white. Oh, those things, are bad too. Yeah. Oh gosh, those are brutal. And then that big troll thing came out and knocked me out, and I was like, oh, "Troll wow. in the yeah, dungeon!" Troll. That's what it reminded me of when <laughs> he would like kick. I was like, "Oh no!" So, but oh, yeah, let's let, what let's get into some of the. What was your favorite moment from Fallen Order? Oh, my favorite part that I really felt like I was enjoying the game the most is any of the times where there's a lot of platforming and solving puzzles. So the temples on Zepho, mm. I don't like Zepho, mm-hmm. uh, you know, having to figure out how to, uh, you know, move the balls around to, mm-hmm. to get them in the right spot. So that way it can unlock something. Or I really liked having to figure out the crystal puzzle in Elam, uh, you know, like, yeah. uh, you know, having to, figure that out um those were really cool parts because uh i I liked when i wasn't fighting people all the time there were some times on like i think my first visit to zepho where i Mm -hmm. felt like i was just being bombarded by stormtroopers and creatures the same thing with my second trip to kashyyyk where it was purge troopers and and, you know, all this crap that I was right. just like, I want to just get done this part. And I complained about this last time on the show, but there is a part where there's magnets on Kashyyyk, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not Kashyyyk. It's on some planet. No, you're right. No, you're right. <laughs> you have to, uh, you have to, like, jump on the vine before the thing. After you press the magnet button, you have to jump on the vine and get over to this other spot. And it just wouldn't register that I was moving fast enough, even though I'm sprinting. Mm-hmm. So I would not be able to jump fast enough to hang on. And it took, I died while doing it. I had to go back. <laughs> the way that the game, yeah, you for go people back that far. are just listening to this, the yeah. way the game play, works is if you fall off a cliff, you're okay. It just drops a little bit of health. But if you go all the way through that and all the way through your stims, you are done. Like, you have to respawn and it takes you back to the last med spot. So at that point, I had just beaten a purge trooper and a few other people and there was nowhere to heal. So I only had, I had a stim left and I had half a health left. So I tried, and as I got lower, I was like, I have to use the stim. And then I kept doing it and I had to die and get put back there and re-go through the purge trooper and re-go through all this stuff. And then, it still took me a stim pack to actually get onto the thing. Like I still went through a <laughs> thing of health before it finally registered that I jumped and yeah. then I would hang on. 
And it was so frustrating because I'm watching videos on how to do it, and they're doing the same thing I'm doing. (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing wrong. (laughs) I can just imagine your frustration because I I love when – because those that don't know, I room with Jordan back in 2013, and there were moments when he'd get mad at his FIFA players. And Jordan's frustration when he plays video games might be the funniest thing because you're pretty laid back. Like, you're a pretty laid back person, but when you get mad, it's hilarious to watch because it's like you get mad, uh, like uh, you don't expect it, and it comes out of nowhere, and you get angry at your at your video game. It's just hilarious. Yeah, well, because yeah, what's frustrating about this part of it was <laughs> is that no matter the difficulty I would have it on, it's the same thing, right? Like, right, like. I don't know if there's something wrong with my game or it was the input of the controller not registering fast enough, but it was so frustrating because, like, let's say even when I got, like, the arena part, if I'm stuck on that, mm-hmm. I can lower it to lower difficulty right. and just breathe through it. This was a physical issue where it wouldn't let me – I'd press the button – and then it would move before I could even run up there and jump it. And I had another issue like this on Dathomir that I had to look up because I couldn't figure it out. I didn't know you could. So I was force pushing the thing, and I would like this part that would swing, vines that would swing, yeah. Yeah. climb up. And I didn't know that when you do that, it then comes back at you. So I would force push it, and I would try to run to it. And you have to, like, climb on it, and then halfway up, you get onto another piece of, like, rock yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I had to look it up. I didn't know you could use the slowdown button yeah. after you force push something to keep it in place longer. I, I was only thinking that was for enemies. I didn't right. think anything about that. And I was like, what, what am I doing wrong here? But I, I just was able to well, look it up I and see it wasn't did you? Did you use the force, like, the to slow everything down when you were chasing the rock? Uh, what rock? The, the rock to go across the, the magnet yeah. thing? No, that's not what the video was doing. I guess I could have. <laughs> but if you watch the right video, it tells you to do that. <laughs> For I the magnet thing? You, yeah, you can slow it down. Oh, geez. No, this is what I was watching is. <laughs> What I watched is the person pushes it, right, and then just sprinted immediately, jumped, and hung on before it moved. And I was like, how am I not doing that? Oh, okay. So that makes sense now. I was like, how is it so hard? I was like, okay. So, yeah, you can slow it down. Like, you run towards it, and you slow it down, and then you just can walk to it. Oh, (laughs) But the video I watched wasn't doing that. Well, yeah, there's a bunch of videos out there that think that they know what they're doing. I was led to believe. And I was watching the IGN one for the walk. Oh, that would have pissed me off. And anytime I was watching the IGN one, they would be like, they had to be playing on easy because there was parts where I was playing through and I was like, it's not this easy of a game. Like, they would go in and the stormtroopers would hold up their guns to them and just stand there. And really? they would walk all the way up to them, and then they'd fire one shot, and he would just slice them up. But I'm like, all right, dude, I just did that part, and they <laughs> attacked the crap out of me. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, you're lying. You're on I YouTube. need you to, like, you need to videotape you playing. Like, put you, you know, on. When, when, I get my, uh, when I get this spare bedroom cleaned up and start streaming in it, you'll see the frustration for <laughs> I need the director cuts. Like, Jordan, I need you to release the director cut so I yeah. know exactly what you went through. Release Your audience needs to know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
Because uh, I love watching those video game guys, and I'm like, I wonder, and I always try to look for it, like in these kind of games, like, it? yeah, did they die? <laughs> like, did they die? Oh, you so. can see that easily sometimes. There'll be like a screen wipe where you're like, yeah. okay, they just skipped that part for whatever yeah. reason. Uh, yeah, so uh, that was, I had some frustration with that stuff. Um, I, I guess I, I, I think the frustration too is, sorry to cut you off, like, no. The, the meditation circles, how far some of them are away from each yeah. other kind of made me and mad. And if you go back to one, it resets yes. uh, all the enemies. So there's no point in going back to one right. because you then have to go through all of it again. Yeah. Yeah, and I only did it a couple times because I was like, okay, I can get through those guys again. But then, because I didn't know what I was ready getting ready for. Um, but like what you said, like I, 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 do, I, it almost feels like a glitch. It almost feels, I don't know, it feels weird when it happened because you're like, wait, I just beat that. And then there were sometimes, I'm not kidding, there were sometimes I know that I went back and did it, and then I'd walk through and there would be nobody. And I was like, wait, what? Like that should have put them back. Sometimes they, they didn't do it. Uh, for purpose, uh, on purpose. There were some parts where I would, like you said, I would reheal, uh, but it wouldn't respawn them because they had known I had just beaten those people. I, yeah. I don't know what it was. Or it was like a story part coming up that they wanted me to do, I guess. Yeah. Um, do you remember the part in Kashyyyk when you're, okay, like you're going back towards your, your ship and you, um, you like, you, you have to go back through and there's, like, you know, the, uh, like, the, kind of like the tree hut things that Yoda's seen in with, um, Tark and, or, yeah, uh, Tarkle, and, yeah, yeah, and, you, and like, you remember that, and you zip line, or you, like, maybe, no, it's a vine, and then there's a spider, and then there's, like, a stormtrooper up above, and then, like, on this little green plank, yeah, and then yeah. one of those purred, it's, like, I had to go back through that so many times, I was getting so mad, because, like, they're always here, and they, that big, giant spider thing kills me all the time because it follows me right <laughs> i hated it but that was just going back to the meditation points that we're complaining about yeah um so at the end of this game cal asks where they should head next mm-hmm. uh and a sequel or opportunity for a sequel right um but i guess let's talk about some of the connections here uh we have uh we mentioned some of them but the inquisitors are mostly known from Star Wars Rebels. Uh, that's where they were introduced. There was the uh, the Inquisitor. He was like the head Inquisitor. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had a double-bladed lightsaber, kind of like the second sister does. Um, well, they all kind of do have that. But it was the first time that one was seen, because it also spins. Uh, it spins if you watch it in like a... Um, if you watch a video of it, you can see uh, the, uh, the first Inquisitor, or the head Inquisitor. Right. Um, having a spinning lightsaber. Uh, and also, these are the lightsabers that Darth Maul has in Solo. Mm-hmm. He has an Inquisitor lightsaber in Solo. Uh, let's see. Um, and they are called, like, Second Sister, Ninth Sister. There was a... I think Seventh Sister was the one from Rebels, played by Sarah Michelle Gellar. Uh, let's see... Let me just verify that one time here. Do they not have it written here? Um, yeah, Sarah Michelle Geller, I think. Uh, definitely played somebody 
a sister. I think it was seventh sister. Mm-hmm. I think I remember the alliteration there. Um, but so I, I guess obviously, I guess on that holocron would be Luke's name. Um, I don't know. Maybe I, that's I, what we figure out in a sequel. Like maybe. There's well, another one out there. The, the reason I don't know is I don't would since Luke wasn't born at that time. I guess yeah. I don't, that it was his seventh sister. I don't really know. I think the holocron is the weakest part of the story because I don't know really. It's not clear. I don't think on when the. I mean, because Cordova did this a few years ago. I guess. Yeah. Before the purge or after the purge? I'm not. I don't know if that's clear. Um, because I think Cordova's gone now, right? I don't think yeah, he's yeah. alive. So, well, I don't know. Do we ever really? I mean, he says goodbye to BD One, which is probably the best part of the whole freaking game. Yeah, I love yeah. that whole sequence that basically finds somebody that you can trust, just like you've trusted me, my friend. And he says it like goodbye, my friend, and he turns the droid off, and then yeah, BD One kind of looks at him like, "Don't give up. <laughs> I need you." <laughs> Um, we have, uh, let's see, uh, some other, some other references to other movies and stuff. Like we said, Saul Guerrero, um, Tarful, uh, the, I, I just had it. Where is it? I was just looking. The Night Sisters. Those are mm-hmm. from, uh, the Clone Wars. They have a big plot in the Clone Wars. Is Saul uh, Guerrero really voiced by Forrest Whitaker? In the yes, Clone? it's said in the credits. Is he really? That it, not in the Clone Wars, but in, oh, okay. uh, in yeah. but in, in the Clone game, Wars, yeah. In Clone Wars, he's young. He is okay. like very young. Oh, that makes sense then. Yeah, I guess it would make. Sense. I, I knew he was Forrest Whitaker just by the way that the did. I mean, that's crazy how it is crazy how much they pick up on that because every time I play Detroit Become Human, that kid that plays mm-hmm. that yeah. Jesse William Tyler whatever his name is looks just like him. It's amazing yeah. how well they can pick up facial. That's what my wife plays. Uh, my wife watches Shameless, and and Cameron, yeah, and it's from that. And I was like, look, it's your dude from the show. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, that's cool. And then she saw his face, and she was like, oh, wow, they got his whole face in there. I was yeah. like, yeah, it's not just the voice. Like, it's Jordan cool. turned off like, the game and yeah. never played it again. <laughs> We're done here. Um, yeah. I, I guess another one of my least favorite parts is Taryn Malikos. How many Jedi turn to the dark side? It's kind of crazy how many, how that always happens. Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of like we're gonna do this again. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I ooh, you, ooh, you crash landed on Daph, Mare, <laughs> get over it. You know what though? That the one part that freaked me out because I wasn't quite ready for it and I'd forgotten where I was. I thought the person that I was like, you know, when you adjust that thing and that big, that big like dragon thing attacks you or bird thing and. Um, you like move it and it's got like it looks like Darth Maul, like the dead person in that little I don't know what that thing is in Dathomir, but like you move it if you look back he's got like the horns like the oh yeah he's a he's a Zabrak yeah I was like at first I quick glance I was like wait what I thought they were gonna throw some Darth Maul on me I was like whoa um, but then I was like wait he would be dead technically. Maybe. Yeah, so, well, no, he's still well. Right, he's still, he's still alive. alive. Yeah. Well, so Zabraks are from 
uh, Iridonia and mm-hmm. also from Dathomir, but Darth Maul is from uh, Dathomir. So uh, are we going to get like a, do you think we're really going to get a, a Maul series? No, I, I don't think we're going to get a whole Maul series. I, I think if they did, it would be a continuation of, uh, you know, the, the Black Sun solo storyline, yeah. which would, of course, enter in uh, Maul. But I don't know right. if Maul carry it by himself. Because what people don't know is Ray Park is Maul. Yeah. Ray Park voiced Maul in Phantom Menace. But every appearance since then has been voiced by Sam Witwer. Even in Solo, it's dubbed to be Sam Witwer. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think it'd be kind of like almost double expensive to have Darth Maul as the main character right. and have somebody playing him twice. You know, yeah. You know, somebody voicing him, somebody playing I, I think that might be a little too expensive at, at that point. Right. Um, uh, Sam Witwer is really great as Maul. Uh, he he voices Maul in Clone Wars and Rebels, and he gives out some. That whole really duel, though, like that. What I forget what the music score is called. It's something duel, like that duel whole fate? sound. Yeah, there it is. Duel yeah. That might be one of my favorite up against. I, I really like Binary Sun, but like Binary Sunset, but like that's probably the next favorite. Yeah, Duel of Fates. I have uh, I have on my iPod. They played. They played that. No, they played the um. What was the one from? They, yeah. That's there we it. go. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Now, now, not to get sued, I'll just turn that off right now. Don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I saw my lawyer. Um, don't you? Uh, don't you get like a little bit of Revenge of the Sith soundtrack in Fallen Order? Or did I uh, you, yes, you do. During the Order 66 flashback, you That's get right. you get the Order 66 song. I'm not sure yep. what it's called. Yep. It might be Order 66, um, but it's the same music that like Yoda is like clutching his chest when he feels everybody dying. Right. Um, it's that song. Um, yeah. so let me just see what the actual name of it is. I think it's just called Order 66. Order 66. I watched the video of him coming out the other day, and it gave me all new meaning. Um, when I watched Star Wars Celebration from 2019, and he came out to say, like, roll it again. Oh, yeah, yeah, In yeah. Palpatine's voice. I don't know. This one doesn't look like it has the name of the song on here. Hold on. Uh, what is this? Yeah, it's this one, I think. Yeah. Kind of sounds like Duel of Fate. Maybe. A little bit. Yeah, this one's it's called Anakin's Betrayal. Yeah, and then he goes and kills, you know, 86 kids. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, this is the song. Yeah, this is where, like, you know, you see Gaddy Mundi getting shot down on my Gito, which mm-hmm. is referenced in this game as well. Uh, you know, um... Uh, so Maigito is the snowy type planet that, uh, you know, you see Gaddy Moody, he's got this big, almost like cone head, uh, yeah, yeah. white beard and everything. He yeah. gets shot down in that planet while he's waving. When he's on the bridge, pole. right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. And that's where Cal and his master were supposed to be going, uh, before all that stuff happened. I, uh, they were getting I, I, I'm, I've got goosebumps right now thinking about that whole scene. Like that scene... Good. 
is unbelievable. Like when the girl, I, it, who is the girl that's walking through like the like the flowery? Yes, that's gets, uh, that's Ayla Sakura. Yeah. And you can see, uh, you can hear her voice in, uh, in Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. That's all that scene. Every time I'm like, I'm like, that's such beautiful storytelling. That's why I like, I love Revenge of the Sith. And I'm like, that's such a really good scene. Like that, that whole betrayal and the fall of the, you just feel it when Yoda drops that stick, like his, his walking cane. And it, it just like, oh my God. Here's the end. <laughs> yep, and then you like, see Stas Ali. I think uh, Stas Ali is killed. She's the one that's on like the speeder bike when the two troopers yes. just go behind her and yep. kill her. Uh, my favorite Jedi, Kit Fisto, gets absolutely shafted in Revenge <laughs> of the Sith because he enters in with the with the crew. You know, yeah. he's in there with Eth Koth and. Yeah. Uh, I think it was Heath Koth or Agent Kohler, but mm-hmm. it's one of, you know, he's got like the horns on his head and long hair. There's two yeah. of them. There's Heath Koth and there's Agent Kohler. I think it's Heath Koth in this case. But you have Kit Fisto, Heath Koth, Plo Koon, Sacy, no, Plo Koon gets shot down. Uh, Sacy Tin and Mace Windu. And yeah. four of them come strolling in. They're like, Chancellor, you are under arrest. Yeah. And it's like, badass right for treason yeah and then yeah. uh he's like it's treason then and he just whips out his lightsaber and kills three of them in one shot and it's so uh, like embarrassing to watch it's like the slowest it really like i'm like oh, oh he's like oh. 80 years old like <laughs> <laughs> uh and even like stops and like hisses at the camera like <laughs> oh yeah like uh but uh kim fisto is the one that the great for people that don't know he's got like the green uh you know the green, uh, what is that called? Uh, like the um, endrils, I guess. Yeah, uh, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, on his head, and he's got right. the big black eyes. Um, he's also very famous for Attack of the Clones when C-3PO's head is on a battle droid. Yeah. He's the one that pushes him and looks oh, absolutely yeah, right. pleased yeah. with himself yeah. that he did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I met him at Disney World uh, during Star Wars weekends. I did got my really? picture. Fisto, because cool. uh, he was one of my favorites, and I went to Walgreens and got the exclusive Walgreens exclusive Funko Pop of nice. of Kit Fisto. Um, I don't know why he's my one of my favorites, but he is. I do like him, like in the parts that he's in. Yeah, I, it, I, he's definitely the most memorable or memorable uh, as far as that scene, except yeah. Mace Windu, obviously. But in like Revenge, he's the one that I visualize in Revenge of the Sith book. Uh. He gets a little bit more time, but it's also like when Anakin is coming in to when Anakin's coming in to help in the book, Kit Fisto's head is just lying on Palpatine's desk. <laughs> <laughs> the most gruesome thing ever, and I was like, oh no, they just done my boy wrong. What is going on? <laughs> and I was waiting for that to happen in the in the movie, and it's just no, right. it's absolutely shafted. Just massacred, like just massacred. brutal. Yeah, so there's some history for you there. He's he's been one of my favorites. I had a toy of him as a kid. I had a toy of all of these. Um, Stacy Tin is the one with like the two horns. Uh, his toy came with a purple lightsaber. So I think uh, at one point, but he's blue. He's got a blue lightsaber. Yeah, he stole Maces. Yeah. Um, I was like you're gonna need that anymore. You're fried. What else do we have here? We had uh, yeah, Agent Kohler, East Cough. I, I, I kind of know which one it was now. 
Um, uh, is Obi Wan mentioned at all? Uh, Obi Wan is the uh, what's what's he called? He is the um, in the holocron. Yeah. He is the holocron that uh, they say that you know the clones have turned against us. Uh, he gets that message from I think Seer. Yeah. Right? Gives him that holocron. Um, Ethkoth. Uh, no, it must have been Agent Kolar then, because Ethkoth died before that, I think. Right. I like. I, I still do like I, when I think back. The the whole Order sixty six is just like uh, it's always one that I always remember as far as that the, every movie is just how like that's like the, <laughs> it's so dark. It's so evil. Yeah. Like, oh my yeah. God! They're getting well, rid of the whole the first, species. That was the first PG thirteen, I think, Star Wars movie. Yeah. Revenge of the Sith, I think. Mister Skywalker. Well, what are we to do? What are we to do? There's too many of them. <laughs> and he's looking up at him like, and and Anakin's like, just like dark as heck. What and kills like, me? What kills me is his step backwards when he ignites the lightsaber. I'm like, yeah, he's like, oh uh, poor boy. <laughs> like oh uh, he's coming to help what else we got here uh that's most of the references i think we do see darth vader like i said uh we get elam uh which is where all the jedi go as kids to build mm-hmm. their lightsaber i just watched a clone wars episode on this in season five so this is a thing as cal says master yoda would lower the the uh or you know would get it to melt the, the yeah. doorway and what yeah. they had to do is they had to get their crystal and make it back before it uh covers back up right because i think they said a rotation on elam is 19 hours no 19 days so i think yeah once the sun goes down it takes 19 days for the for it to get melted again so that they're pretty much saying like you're gonna die if you don't yeah you're gonna freeze to death <laughs> uh, so if you want more episodes on that uh that's in the clone war season five um and Man, it was really cool. <laughs> really cool, especially now knowing this is Starkiller Base. Um, yeah. This is not confirmed in the game, but apparently there's data files in the game that uh, people have found, and that's that that picture I sent you. There, mm-hmm. you clearly see the trench. Yeah. Um, but you also run into the Empire, who is you know digging into it. So, yeah. and for further clarification, in uh, maps on uh, the Force Awakens Visual Dictionary. Uh-huh. It's in the same sector as Starkiller Base, in the same position Starkiller Base is in. Uh, so it was pretty much almost confirmed. A lot of people had guessed this, but this is the actual kind of confirmation of it. That's amazing, too. It's like, just <laughs> just, ima- like, just imagine writing these stories and thinking of, like, wouldn't this be a cool spot to drop in Starkiller? It's like, oh... Just the powers that you have to be able to just drop these subtle but yet effective hints. Just like uh, it's unbelievable. I like and I really like the relationship between I like the I actually do like the part where Cal's struggling to forgive himself for his master's death. Yeah. And like he turns almost dark, but like he can't actually like do anything. Uh, I really love that whole sequence. Like the reason why you can see him in the dark, that why you see him in the dark is because you won't let him come into the light. Like what you did in the light. Right. It was like, that's amazing. Like just how well placed that was and why he could see his old master. 
Right. Um, and I, I think it's a good story. It's a really good story. And what we talked about offline is, you know, they have Darth Vader in it, but he's defeated in a way that doesn't make him look like a chump. Yeah. Is pretty much what I like. He, they let him get, they let them get away almost. Yeah. Uh, you know, like he, he breaks the glass and that brings the water in and it gives them their brief window to escape. Uh, otherwise, Darth Vader would have destroyed them. It reminds uh, me of when Luke and them get away in uh, Empire. New Hope. Oh, or, or yeah, New Hope. Yeah, it, yeah both. New Hope. Really both. Yeah. Because when he gets away, he's walking out towards them and they're gone. And it's like, just kind of like that that little break that is realistic enough. Although, <laughs> if he's Ray, he's going to stop the ship with his force. Yeah. <laughs> he was just like, no, nah, he ain't going anywhere. But. Yeah, there's times where Vader's just walking out as they're leaving, or Luke and Leia are no longer in sight. Which is obviously fantastic storytelling. Which makes me so excited to see what they'll do with a sequel, if they're yeah. going to do the sequel. Well, this makes me excited for that rumor that, uh, you know, we were talking about all the connections in this one, mm-hmm. but imagine if there is a game, like it's rumored to be, that is uh, kind of being developed along with these other people yeah. uh, about this new Republic, the High mm-hmm. Republic era, that um, we, we we might get a lot more of this type of stuff where it's really connected into the... Um, yeah, like the, the High Republic. The High Republic. Yeah. Uh, we might get a lot more of these kind of connections here. Uh, one connection as well here is the Obi-Wan holocron that we didn't really talk about that much. Not only is that from, it is from uh, Rebels, uh, Ezra gets a holocron that has the message of Obi-Wan on it as well. It's in the book uh, A New Dawn, which features yeah. Kanan from Rebels, but it is uh, referenced in Revenge of the Sith when Obi-Wan says he's going to change the message. Yeah. So this is where we kind of see what message he actually sent. Right. Uh, something like this. So I mean, it's probably got something to do with the fact that he's their own hope. <laughs> right. kind of like, what well, name? Yeah. Hey, help! <laughs> yeah, we're we're in a lot of trouble here, um, which is going to be really awesome. I think just to watch Kenobi and be like, because this is this is right after event, like right after uh, Order sixty six. Yeah, well, this uh, the the holocron's right after it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It, it's literally it, it takes place in Revenge of the Sith when he finds out Anakin's the one that that killed him. Yeah. And, because remember the original the message is telling everybody the temple's okay come back right. the war's over and yeah. that's how they're trying to kill them all right so they changed to stay away moment. yeah I don't know it's just it's fascinating because there's going to be we're going to get we're finally going to get that gap in between what happened uh, after Order 66 and what Kenobi did and, and just kind of like what, what you know does he really stay close to Luke? How much does he really watch him? And, and that understanding of that whole character growing. Does Luke meet? Uh, does Luke meet Jar Jar? <laughs> <laughs> I sure hope so. <laughs> Little eight-year-old Luke with uh, bearded Jar Jar Big sitting on his lap like Santa Claus or something. They're out in the farm together when they're, they're Make me laugh, Jar Jar, you clown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Misa, Misa. Yeah. 
Uh, anything else about the game here? Uh, lightsaber color? What was the color that you chose here? Uh, mine was the purple, but a little. It was a little lighter than Macy's um, in the in his Revenge of the Sith. But I think yours uh, was the actual purple one. I thought mine. Yeah, I think the lighter one then. Mine like, was. Uh, no, they do have pinkish. They have yeah. purple, and then I chose indigo, which is okay, a bluish yeah. purple, which is closer to Mace's, I think. But yours yeah. was the one I think that's just strictly it was darker, purple yeah, I think. Yeah. In the in the thing, um, so I chose indigo, and then I played a mission with that and switched to yellow, and then uh, was going to switch to cyan, but. Um, I didn't realize I'd had to do that before I went to the Inquisitor place. Once I pretty much got back on the ship and told them I want to go to Nur, it locked me in where I couldn't ever get to a workbench again. Right. Which was kind of disappointing because I really like that cyan color. It's kind of closer to what Luke's looks like in mm-hmm. uh, A New Hope, uh, which is a really nice blue as well. So I was kind of hoping to be able to change that. But So when you put on the yellow, were you deeming yourself Pal- Palpatine, or were you? Yeah, I was Cal yeah. Palpatine. Yeah, Cal Palpatine. Yeah. Cal Skywalker, actually. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I forgot she did the last name. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You don't, want, you don't want to be part of that family. Uh, <laughs> remember the guy family. that killed everybody and became emperor? Yeah, I'm his, uh, I'm his granddaughter. Yeah. And, and you know what? The guy that I was in love with, you know who his granddaddy was? Darth Vader. Yeah. <laughs> Kind of yeah, he was himself. He was kind of kind of have a thing for the dark side, you know. Yeah, we might have a kid that lives 400 years in the past, but yeah, yeah. yeah you know, we have a baby Yoda together. Our kid is probably going to end up being a, a bad guy as well. So uh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. There's no chance that Ray's kid's not bad. Yeah, it's going to be an ever-ending cycle. Just get rid of. We, they really should have one that just ends the Jedi Order. <laughs> just kill them. You know, <laughs> you know the the government's like, we're just going to make them illegal because at this point they're causing more problems than they're solving <laughs> yeah. right now. Yeah. And, and then yeah, when they and then when they do fight the bad guy, they end up kissing them and falling in love. So I right. think we might want to just get rid of that. Right, and torture them, and at one wrong turn they turn evil. Yeah, like, kill them. <laughs> Are they, they're really a threat to, to the galaxy. Yeah, that, now I know why Palpatine was trying to get rid of them. He's like, they're just uh, not really helping out a lot. Yeah, they say they're all good. They all return from the dark side. But we know they deep down they've killed 86 children. Hey, think about it this way. Count Dooku turned to the dark side, right? Yeah, yeah. He was a Jedi Knight that was high, high esteem, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, Mace and Yoda, I think, talked very highly of him in Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Uh, saying that he's not a Sith, you know, because at that point they don't know he's a Sith. They just say that he's a Count and uh, he left the Jedi Order to be a Count. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's a good guy. He's just kind of, you know, not understanding the it all right now. Uh, but uh, and then you have Anakin turn to... <laughs> Uh, to the dark side. There is a storyline in The Dark Disciple, which is a book where... Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Quinlan Voss turns to the dark side and then turns back to the light. Uh, he turned to the dark side to go undercover and then found himself to be enjoying it, I guess. Uh, 
And then there's, you know, this guy, Taron Malikos. Yeah. There's, uh, there's uh, Trilla. Trilla yeah. uh, there's Seer, who says she yeah. uses the dark side and has to cut herself off from the Force to not right. even be able to use it because it's yeah. too tempting. Yeah, there's a Jar Jar Binks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in the reboot of Kenobi, he's gonna kill, he's gonna kill everybody. Uh, who else was a was a Jedi that uh, turned to the dark side? Ben Solo. <laughs> Uh, Darth Plagueis wasn't, was he? Uh, Darth Plagueis. I don't know if he was a Jedi at that part. Uh, we don't know much about him. No, he's not. Uh, there was a whole book about him, but that's no longer canon. So yeah, it's, uh, we don't really know much about um, him at this point. Uh, but I mean, I'm really excited for the future of Star Wars gaming. This really was. This really hit the spot. I just uh, gonna, like throw this out there. How cool. Would it be if this all comes to fruition like it says it's going to? How cool would it be to start our new understanding of what Star Wars is by revealing it ourselves through a video game? Like, you start this video game and this is what the first, you know, taste of the new Star Wars is. That would That'd be cool. That'd be so cool. That'd be cool. I'd be down for it. Um Especially if it's only two years away, or no, a year away. Twenty twenty one is when that new game's supposed to come out. Supposedly, yeah. that's true. Uh, I don't. I really. I, I guess I have reason to doubt it, but I don't really. I mean, right. With with the hints that we've saw about the High Republic already. Mm-hmm. Um, and later this month, we're supposed to get supposedly some sort of confirmation on who's directing that next movie. Um. Whether it's actually announced or Kathleen actually just decides then. I feel like they have to already be in talks with, with right. people. Um, I think it's going to be somebody unexpected. I don't think it's going to be anybody that's maybe touched Star Wars yet. Uh, I think if if Kenobi wasn't filming soon, I could see Deborah Chow, just for how well she did on, on uh, Mandalorian. Uh, Rick Famuyiwa, I would be okay with him directing this. Uh, he did. Who did Frank- Doctor Strange? Scott Derrickson. He actually just mm. left uh, Doctor Strange too. He's no longer doing that. Really? I like Doctor Strange. Yeah, he. Uh, Creative differences. That was announced yesterday. He's stepping away, and they start filming in May. Hey, well, um, he's free. So. Yeah, now he's free. <laughs> He's going to go to the other company that Disney uh, owns. Right, yeah. You betray me, I'm going to go Star Wars. Right. Um, but yeah, so I, th- I think the future's bright, and I, what better time to start a podcast than right before this brand new era where we're going to probably get a lot of cool stuff. Right. And, uh, I, and I've marked Star Wars uh, celebrations on my calendar in August. So. Yeah, we're we're gonna get probably a lot. We might get our first look at this game if it comes out next mm-hmm. year, um, and we we probably get official. I think they're gonna reveal Project Luminous before that, but I I think we will get more of a almost like a timeline, like like you know this January this comic series will launch and mm-hmm. in February the the game will launch the you know this book will launch in March you know they can really stretch it and become almost a whole a whole year thing or or right. so uh, I I think the comics are not always going to be taking place in that spot I'm I'm mm-hmm. assuming what they will do cuz you don't want to limit their uh their 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 
choices for the movies. So what they'll probably do is um, imagine the new series follows these Jedi, right, that they're talking about. I think maybe some of the comics will take place right before those events kick off in the uh, in the movies and stuff. Because I feel like you, you can you can kind of explore the past without getting in the way of, oh, well, between this movie and this movie, this story happened. You can just be like, well, before these movies even happen, this thing happened. And it lets them kind of play around with the movies a little bit more. Right. Um, but interesting. I, I mean, I don't want it to become too much like superheroes where each one, like, I have the ability of flight and I have the yeah. ability of super strength. But I think if they do stuff like force echo or sense echo type stuff, I feel like, that would be uh, better. Right. Or finding different people that are part of the Force and what some kind of big story that's going on that it kind of shattered. Because um, isn't that what the Eternals are? I mean, aren't the Eternals going to be, like in Marvel, aren't they, are they going to be separated to start with? Or are they you know, kind of like Guardians was? So, so what happens in Eternals is they, they've been around for like 10,000 years or whatever, yeah. thousands of years. Um, what happens to them is uh, at one point in one of the runs of the comic, they lose, uh, somebody steals their memory or something and they're living in like today's world and they're trying to remember who they were or whatever. Mm -hmm. I think that's going to be the basis of the movie. So you're probably going to get some stuff from a thousand years ago before it happened, kind of sprinkled in like Captain Marvel, where you kind of learn other stuff from her past. Um, but I think the main meat of the storyline will take place now with these people forgetting that they are Eternals and just kind of going about their day and then yeah. awaking, yeah. awaking in them that maybe pushes them to, yeah. to rediscover themselves again. That would be interesting. Because I just think, like, I'm trying to think of, and that's what's crazy about Star Wars, I mean, because there's just not really as much as far as the cinematic, you know, like, there's just not a lot out there because we've had the Skywalker. Show. Only ten movies. Yeah. Yeah. So like you could really just go any or direction. Yeah. And just go any direction you really want. Yeah. There's what nine saga films. Nine and two saga spin- and two spinoffs. Yeah. And then you have the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. Yeah. That's it when it comes to live action stuff. So it, right. it is. Uh, you're right. It, it's really going to be an expanse. Uh, kind of like how the Jedi are supposedly you know, expanding and checking out the unknown regions. It kind of feels like that's what we're going to be going through here where, right. you know, it's going to be a, a period of expansion in, in star Wars lore with uh, brand new movies and characters that are so far removed from the empire and clone troopers, which is what I asked for. So this is right. uh, something that I think is going to be really interesting and exactly what I wanted going right. forward. I just hope they all have star destroyer tech. Oh uh, yeah, that's, that's important. Yeah, they all need a Death Star tech, tech uh, before the Death Star was created. Yeah, they all need it. It's very important. You've said it before. Yeah, it's essential. It'll, it'll be in like, uh, but this time it'll be in something even smaller. It'll be yeah. uh, yeah. lightsaber yeah. with with Death Star tech. <laughs> An ATAT with it in it. Yeah, it'd be great. Oh geez. Um, yeah. Any other thoughts on Fallen Order before we get out of here? Uh, great game. Get it. If you haven't played it, play it. It's a great build off of, of the stories that we've really just grown to love. So that's one my thing, advice. Oh, one thing before we go uh, that I didn't know 
really. All of these parts that you can use to build your lightsaber can be found in uh, Galaxy's Edge when you're building your $200 lightsaber. No way. Yes, they said you can build your lightsaber at Galaxy's Edge and then go in the game and re- make a replica of it. No way, I did not yes. know that. Yes, so... Cool. Look out, world, when I get yeah. my chance to build a lightsaber. It's going to be... Uh, what I played with. Uh, Good Lord. I, I sometimes changed what my, my material was made out of as well. Like uh, when I was on uh, Dathomir, I used a, a red like material with a uh, yellow, well, no, with a yeah yellow blade or something. Mm-hmm. But I, I want the red because the, 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 it feels like Dathomir is very red. You yeah. know, so I was like, oh, you use the hilt of my lightsaber will be a different color. You know, when I'm doing different things. Right. Um, so that was cool. Uh, and actually that was when I was wearing, when I had purple, I had purple and then I had the red handle. That's cool. I did not know that. Now yeah. I'm interested. Now I want to do the lightsaber thing. Yeah. I just read it on like starwars.com. They did a whole article about little like stuff that you can find in the game. And that was one of the, one of the references. You can apparently build your lightsaber from Galaxy Z. Uh, and so, and one of the meals that, uh, that, uh, Grease talks about is uh, something from Galaxy's Edge, the Yip Nip uh, meal um, oh. is something in Galaxy's Edge that you can use. So there you go. Nice. Well, no, I think that, yeah, I think that about wraps us up for this uh, week of the Pod Awakens. Um, I don't think we have a topic for next time yet, but um, you know, you can of course, if you want to send us any ideas, you can contact us. At the pod uh, at Pod Awakens on Twitter, uh, Facebook.com/slash/PodAwakens, Instagram at PodAwakens, email us at PodAwakens at gmail.com. That is uh, all of our handles. Uh, have a great rest of your week, and may the force be with you. <laughs>